Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Joe Cook, InsideTexas.com beat reporter for the Longhorns. Uh, we're taking on a new position today. We're going to talk about the running backs and what the Longhorns have to look forward to as we preview uh, spring practice. Uh, as always with these previews and what we did with quarterbacks, we're going to talk about the incoming players first, then the outgoing players, the players that the Longhorns are losing, and it's a big one at the running back spot. And then we're also going to talk a little bit more about the guys already on campus and uh, kind of the pecking order, uh, so to speak, from there. Let's start first with the incoming players. Uh, Cedric Baxter, uh, the nation's number one ranked player, uh, number one ranked uh, uh, running back, committed to the Longhorns back in, over the summer, ended up following through with that commitment and uh, signing with Texas, and is already on campus now, Joe. Uh, six foot one, 211 pounds. Uh, tell, me what, tell us what you expect to see from Baxter this spring. Yeah, he and uh, man, I forget the Ruben Owens from the state of Texas, neck and neck for number one uh, overall running back, basically from everybody, including on three. And uh, Cedric Baxter got the nod. Uh, Texas topped AM and a host of Southeast schools, including uh, Florida State, Florida, and uh, several others in the surrounding area. Flew over a lot of different places that wanted, the, wanted him to get to Austin. Uh, that's a big credit to Steve Sarkeesian and to Shard Choice and uh, even to the other running backs before him, like B. John Robinson and, and Rashawn Johnson. Uh, Baxter's a, obviously going to be someone who competes for playing time right away. Uh, he's got the physical capabilities to do it all. Uh, you know, as you see, six foot one and a half, 215. He's got the top end speed needed at the position. Not super elite there, but good. Uh, he's got, you know, power. He's got balance. Uh, but one thing that this spring is going to be really, really key for in his development is learning how to run behind a variety of schemes. If you go and watch, whether it be his own highlight tape at or, or Edgewater High School in Orlando, uh, if you go and watch even some teammates like his quarterback uh, or maybe some of the offensive linemen on his team, it's all gap scheme runs. Uh, there's like a handful of inside zone or maybe outside zone, but Every other time, there's a lineman pulling around, and that's given Baxter the target to follow. Uh, he follows it well, uh, but that's going to be a big adjustment for him at this level because uh, when you're running zone, uh, you know, I never really played running back or offensive line, unfortunately, uh, but I've seen enough to where there's not really one place where the hole always develops. You, you'd like for it to go a certain place, uh, but, you know, a cutback lane could develop in one spot or it could develop somewhere else, uh, maybe in a, a separate way from where the play is going. So um, he'll be fine with gap runs. I mean, he's he's became the number one running back in the country as a result of his uh, exploits behind that scheme. But uh, in addition to pass protection, which every single running back at the high school level uh, going to college needs to work on, running behind zone, both types, inside and outside, uh, is going to be something he's got to develop at in order to become a you know, a complete every down option for the Longhorns uh, in, in the coming seasons. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. 
rushed for 1,375 yards and 15 touchdowns as a senior in just 10 games. Uh, was injured a little bit as a senior. 7.9 yards per carry, over 3,800 yards rushing, and 57, 57 touchdowns in his high school career. Uh, was part of a, an Edgewater team that went to st the state championship game and played for it uh, as a true freshman uh, as well. Another incoming person this spring is Savion Red. It's a position move for Texas front and Red from wide receiver to running back. This is no, it's not a haphazard move by the Longhorns. Red played quarterback, running back, and wide receiver in his high school days. He's five foot nine, five foot ten, and about two hundred and ten pounds, and he may profile more to running back than he did at, at, at receiver. Where you know he caught nine, excuse me, caught six balls for thirty four yards. Played in nine games this year. He got some pretty decent experience as a true freshman. Uh, and you know the other thing you mentioned that blocking aspect of a newcomer, Savion Red looked pretty good as a as a blocker in space. Being one behind the line of scrimmage is a little bit different. What do you think about the move of Savion Red uh, and uh, his new face in the running back room? You know, I think I've joked with you before that if you took Brennan Thompson and Savion Red and put them together, you had Devin Duvernay. Um, and I think that comes from frame and speed. Obviously, the the red portion of that is his frame, uh, but also his, his blocking ability. Now, I'm not going to say that uh, Savion Red is – like Devin Duvernay blocking quite yet because in that 2019, 2018, where he was mostly blocking for uh, Colin Johnson or little Jordan Humphrey, uh, Devin Duvernay was one of the best wide receiver blockers I've, I've seen covering Texas. Uh, so Red's got a lot to live up to there, uh, but that'll help. But he was quality at it, and that'll definitely help him uh, when he's closer to the quarterback behind the offensive lineman and helping out. Um, I do like this move. You talked about what um, Red did in high school uh, for Grand Prairie. You know, not really seen as a powerhouse program in the in the Metroplex, uh, and he was a type of player that played the uh, the go win the game position. You know, they put their best player at quarterback. Said, "Hey, we're probably going to run it with you, but if not, we may need you to throw it a little bit and maybe even go catch a few passes." But he had the ball in his hands very often uh, as a result of playing there, and so it's probably something. You know, similar with Roshan Johnson going from quarterback to running back, he understood a lot of the aspects of that, just how often he was run at PNG. I bet the same thing somewhat applies from uh, Grand Prairie uh, and working in the backfield with Red to going there in this uh, upcoming spring. Uh, probably a lot of the same things that, uh, you know, any running back has to get used to, uh, especially when you return to the position. Like I said with Baxter, being able to be, go behind a bunch of different schemes, whether it be zone or gap, uh, of course, picking up the blocking aspects of it uh, and just, you know, being reliable. I think that's a big part of it. Uh, I, I like the move. I wonder if it entails a little bit more as far as what they hope to get from red down the line, you know, maybe someone who like they did with Bijan a few times this past year can play in the backfield, but then every now and then split out wide or, in the slot or something like that to help create a matchup uh, for to get the ball in his hands. And, you know, I always have that memory of the, uh, the, the catch he had at Kansas state. I think that's what everybody kind of thinks of when they think of red uh, in his six catches, he had that really good catch six. Uh, I think it was for nine yards was key play in a scoring drive. And it showed, 
you know, a little bit of everything as far as what makes him a, a you know, a tantalizing prospect, even for someone who wasn't as highly rated. So I like the move. Um, of course, this is a time of year where sometimes you just need bodies there uh, and you're losing two, you're only gaining one uh, and, you know, maybe some walk-ons moved on. This is a time to where it's it's worth experimenting, but it's also a good time to add some guys there, especially when there's so many different wide receivers, including the enroll, early enrollees showing up on campus. Yeah, no doubt. And and you look at it, the, the two coming in this spring, Baxter and Red, a uh, little bit different guys, uh, but both, I think, play with a little edge, too. Uh, they're both hard-nosed players. Uh, one note, we did not include Trey Wisner, uh, in this group because he is not on campus and will not be here for spring practice. Uh, he's a running back out of DeSoto uh, by way of Waco Connolly uh, that uh, is signed with Longhorns as well. All right, let's talk about the ones going out. I don't want to belabor it because it's somewhat hurtful. Uh, number five in the backfield is no longer a Longhorn. That's uh, Bijan Robinson, uh, the uh, young man out of uh, Tucson, Arizona, headed to the NFL draft as well as team leader Roshan Johnson out of Port Natchez Groves. He's going uh, to the NFL draft as well. Um, look, Bijan ends his career as the fourth leading University of Texas rusher of all time, only behind guys like Ricky Williams, Cedric Benson, and Earl Campbell. Roshan Johnson rushes for more, a part-time player, never really the unanimous starter. Four years, he rushes for more than 2,000 yards. Um, 23 touchdowns. Those guys are going to be sorely missed as much for what they could do at, in the backfield as for their leadership. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just with Bijan, th this is the part that sticks out to me. This is someone whose freshman year was 2020 and his sophomore year it was cut short, uh, not only due to injury, but also because Texas didn't get to play uh, in a bowl game. So he plays 31 career games and has in ends fourth all time uh, in at Texas uh, in rushing yardage with 3,400 yards and has 4215 yards from scrimmage in just 31 games. So if this is someone who had a uh, you know a regular freshman season, even with his limited touches, thanks to the old coaching staff, if he gets a couple more games, he may still top a thousand that freshman year, uh, despite splitting carries with guys like Keontae Ingram and uh, other guys on campus. Uh, you know, he misses two games uh, during his sophomore year after dislocating his elbow versus Kansas. Still has 1,100 yards, and we see what happens this past year when he becomes the focal point of the offense. Wins the Doak Walker um, in, a, in a long list of great Texas Longhorns running backs. He's right there near the top, again, uh, just behind, you know, probably the, the top two of Ricky and Earl. You could make an argument that he's right there at, at third with, with Cedric Benson, but maybe the team results may uh, put him fourth, and I think that's still a great place for him. And then Roshan, you know, he was the 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 leader of the team, the unquestioned alpha, uh, who still was a great football player. And I think you saw a few weeks ago Ian Rappaport, who is as connected as they come when it comes to the sport of football, called Roshan after he injured his hand at the Senior Bowl a potential day two pick. So round two or three guy uh, for someone who's a, a back, not backup, but 1B running back uh, to uh, B. John Robinson's 1A. Um, and, you know, just someone who was, I think if he goes elsewhere to a lot of different power five teams, 
we may be talking about him having, you know, 3,000, 4,000 career rushing yards. Uh, instead, like you mentioned, cracked the 2,000-yard marker, splitting carries for most of the time, uh, and just an incredible person, incredible leader, and uh, will do a lot of successful things, I think, in the NFL. But, Bobby, like you mentioned, I did the math of the running back rushing yardage that Texas put together last year. Those two, I think, had 87% of it. So there's a lot uh, of yards there to, for the taking uh, and a lot of opportunity for guys this spring uh, to you know lay claim to some of those opportunities that are now going to the NFL. Yeah, we're kind of setting the table here. Those are the guys that are coming in. Those are the guys that are leaving. Um, they don't match up. I'll, I'll just... You know, you can hope that Cedric Baxter becomes a Bajan Robinson. You you can hope a Savion Red becomes a Roshan Johnson. Uh, but day one, year one, it's not going to happen. That means that some of the guys already on campus uh, and at the position are going to have to take up the slack. Uh, let's start with the guy that they chose to start the Alamo Bowl game with, Keelan Robinson. Uh, Robinson is going to be in his third year at Texas after spending his freshman season and a redshirt year at Alabama. Uh, Robertson, though, was lightly used as a true running back. Only got 25 carries last year uh, for 86 yards, only averaged 3.4 yards per catch. Where he was utilized quite a bit was out of the backfield. He had 20 catches for 219 yards and three touchdowns. Um, he started the Alamo Bowl, but how much of that was because Jonathan Brooks, the other returning running back, was going to be out or, you know, getting hernia surgery in the offseason, which we found out, only found out later. Tell us a little bit about Keelan Robinson and what you're thinking there. Yeah, I, I don't think that the best use for Keelan Robinson is as a between the tackles runner. Um, I know he probably wants to be. That, that's, that's, that's like, that's like, you know, yeah, mind blowing there, Joe. Yeah. Great, um, great insight. <laughs> so I think that's why adding, you know, uh, making sure Jonathan Brooks is healthy and up to speed. Same with Jaden Blue, same with Cedric Baxter is important. But with Keelan, he's a guy that, you know, you see what he's able to do when he gets the ball in his hands. And to his credit, you know, we we talked about him after the 2021 season as kind of a stone hands type guy. I mean, he had seven catches for 81 yards, uh, was not really a threat in the passing game, even though he had skills and, and physical abilities to where you're thinking this is someone we need to, to get the ball in his hands, sometimes on the perimeter. Uh, not just with, you know, sweeps and handoffs. To his credit, you know, he he became a pretty reliable target. It wasn't going downfield a whole lot, but he became a screen game guy and had uh, 20 catches, 219 yards, and three scores. And they were three pretty good scores. And, and I'm thinking of the, the Kansas one sticks out, the one at Texas Tech sticks out. Uh, obviously, some some good plays, some tough running. Um, he he's just going to have to probably accept the role that accentuates his strengths. And that's on the coaches too. But like I said, they really the utilized him. They, I felt like they really utilized him well on those rail routes in the red zone, um, as well as using him in motion mm -hmm. and then reversing field with the motion to, to exploit his explosiveness uh, really in quickness. And those things uh, really paid off. I thought for the Longhorns, uh, overall, uh, he's also a tremendous, I, I think he's a really good kick returner. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think that those sort, that sort of role for him is not a, uh, a one type of role. Like he's not, he's not player one, right. At running back, which makes me think that the next guy will be, 
and that's Jonathan Brooks, the six foot, 204 uh, pounder out of Hallettsville, uh, that is going to be a true junior. Saw, you know, in, in both of his freshman and sophomore years, he actually had more yards per carry than Bijan. Drastic, a, a lot fewer uh, carries, so you can't really carry it over. But uh, his uh, as a freshman, he averaged uh, 6.8 yards per carry. As a sophomore, he averaged 6.6 yards per carry. Now, granted, look at only only 30 carries and 21 carries. That's that may be a day's work for Bijan as, as opposed to an entire season, but still, it's pretty tantalizing, especially with what we saw out of the backfield in the Alamo Bowl. It looked like he had a chance to really do all of it and can do all of it. Uh, we got to see if he can block and that sort of stuff. Uh, but certainly a player that I think Texas fans are excited to see because he's not a guy also, Joe, that, that goes down on first contact. He seems to be a guy that, that, that likes to get positive yards and pushes it. And uh, I feel pretty strong about Jonathan Brooks heading into spring, but he's got to go out there and win that job this spring. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I, I mentioned and, and is early. he going to be able to do it after a hernia surgery? Right. I mean, that'll be a big question. Um, but very similar to a, a player who I think drew some comparisons. They're not like for like, obviously, but there was some comparison with Jordan Whittington from, as recruit profiles. I think Jordan Whittington's a better athlete, uh, but these are both guys who, from the same part of the state, played very similar roles for their team. Sometimes it, it was often at safety. They'd get the ball in their hands at Wildcat quarterback, uh, would you know put them out wide, go in the game position, did it pretty well. Um, and he showed – I think he showed a lot of ability this year, uh, often in, in kind of cleanup time. Uh, you know, he got some touchdowns versus Oklahoma, uh, had a 100-yard game versus Kansas, uh, and, and looked good, you know, staying – and showcasing that balance. I think what he has – he may not be extremely explosive, and he has good speed, but nothing phenomenal, kind of like all the, the backs that Texas has. Uh, but he has a really good ability to find holes in, in zone blocking, stay on his feet, and go forward once he sees where uh, the path is. And that's I think that's really he, – he's got all the, the traits to be a capable uh, every down back for Texas. Now, whether he becomes – you know, something extraordinary like we've seen for the past couple of years, who knows quite yet, but he's, if healthy, um, he, this is an opportunity for him this spring to even with someone like Cedric Baxter uh, or Jaden blue, or even Keelan Robinson in some respects, this is an opportunity for him to show that, Hey, when it comes time to figure out who's getting most of the carries call on 24 first, it all kind of depends on his health because it seems like the the ability is there and the want to is there. Um, haven't you know? I, I don't think we've ever really heard much of a ball security problem with him in those limited opportunities or from practice reports. So uh, this is the, the the chance for him to show both Tashard Choice and Steve Sarkeesian that if you're looking for someone to put the ball in his hands twenty times, that maybe it could be someone like Jonathan Brooks. Interestingly, uh, let me ask you a question, B. John Robinson. Roshan Johnson, uh, other guys. Uh, who had the longest run from scrimmage this last year for the Longhorns? It was probably uh, Brooks in that Kansas game, that long run that, he had. It was, a 70-yard run. He had the longest run from scrimmage for the Longhorns this season. So I, I, I hear what you're saying uh, about lack of explosiveness, perhaps, 
Uh, but the factor that you did mention was balance. And in that long run against Kansas, he bopped off a couple of different guys, maintained his balance, and went down the sideline uh, for a 70-yard touchdown. Uh, the last person that we, we need to mention is Jaden Blue. Uh, Jaden is a, a redshirt freshman or will be a redshirt freshman, six foot, 194 pounds out of Klein Kane High School. He, he played 15 – sorry, carried the ball 15 times this year, 33 yards. Um, you know, he did not play as a high school senior. Uh, he he got he quit his team and then did not get allowed back on. He did rush for more than 2,100 yards as a junior, uh, but we're going on two years in a row of not much production now. And so now it's time to see whether or not he can step up in the spring and see where he really fits or belongs. Like it or not, uh, people really like his hand, say he's a good guy out of the backfield and has some excellent speed out of the backfield, but they like him on the outside and he's not necessarily a good inside runner. Is that what he needs to prove this spring that he can handle the load in, in between the tackles? I think so. I mean, he, he always had really good track times at Klein Kane. And I think part of his evaluation was very capable receiver, like probably for some division one schools could just stick at receiver. Um, I remember asking Steve Sarkeesian, I think it was last about a year ago, um, I think that, you know, I, I guess it'd be during spring uh, of this past, last spring when he was a true freshman, I think he was an early enrollee um, talking and just asking like, Hey, you know, this, this is a player who didn't play as a running back his senior year of high school. He's not getting contact. Uh, he wasn't, you know, going through practice. How's he fared? And Sarkeesian was pretty uh, offered him a lot of praise at that point. Um, most of the work he did, I think, was on scout team this year. He got some limited opportunities uh, in games. Didn't do a ton with it, but he he, I mean, he was at the tail end of, of garbage time with sometimes twos and maybe even threes blocking for him. So guys he was used to playing with on the scout team. Uh, and then, you know, a little bit surprisingly, didn't get very many opportunities in the bowl. Um, I think a lot of that just had to do with – Texas throwing the game more on Steve Sarkeesian than, or excuse me, on, on Quinn Ewers than on anybody in the running back room. Uh, but I really was a little bit surprised, especially after Sarkeesian complimented him so much that Jaden Blue didn't get an opportunity. So um, this is a, a chance for him to show the that he can do all the things needed for a Texas running back uh, on a regular basis. And I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of it just has to do with are you going to be able to get the tough yardage? And he's got good size. Uh, we know that he can do the the other aspects of the position, like you know, splitting out wide. Uh, he's got hands, and once he gets free, he gets free and can get going in a hurry. But uh, it doesn't really matter if there's a play block for two yards and he's not getting any yards out of it. You know, some some players get twenty yards out of a play block for zero. Some players get zero yards out of a play block for zero. And some players lose yards out of a play block for zero. And he's got to work his way, you know, at least this spring starting into that second category and moving up instead of moving back. I, I look at it and I'm looking at the group as a whole right now. And uh, I, I would I would hesitate. I, I wouldn't say that. I would say that it, it's probably Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson, uh, one, two, heading into the spring at some level. Uh, then you have uh, a Jaden Blue that's got to hold off or fend off a guy like Cedric Baxter. Keelan Robinson, I think, is going to have to fend off Savion Red at some level. Uh, we'll see how that uh, uh, matchup goes and see who's available and, and how Texas wants to play that. 
Um, and then you add Trey Weiser in the fall, another uh, receiver type, really. Uh, but as I look through this, uh, I don't think it's a talent issue that Texas is going to be uh, dealing with this spring. It's a void in leadership, uh, primarily at the running back position that they need to catch up on. Uh, hopefully, Brooks is that person. Keelan Robinson is a uh, lead-by-example type of guy, but he's not necessarily the type of player that can lead that way. He's just he's not as good enough as not as good as he needs to be, probably between the tackles. And so, uh, while I think that the big playability will be there with Jonathan Brooks and Akeelan Robinson, I don't know that the leadership will be. And I think that as that as much as anything is what I'm looking for from this group from spring. Who's going to step up and pop somebody in the mouth, run somebody over? And you know, one of the ways where that you still want leadership for that group. You still want leadership in that group, but it may not be just a, a like a you know panic-inducing question because Texas returns ten starters except for their two running backs, uh, and you know guys who could potentially take over positions uh, include Ad Mitchell, who's an experienced transfer, two-time national champion, or members of Texas' 2022 offensive line class. So. Uh, it's either going to be an experienced bunch or someone else with with maybe added talent or the 10 returning starters uh, who help the running backs uh, alleviate that and, and work on that uh, as the as the season and as this spring gets going. So um, I think that's that's definitely something you got to think about, too, is that, yeah, they're looking for that. They're looking for offensive production, but they return so much elsewhere to where you can maybe not get away with it. Not that, of course, because you need a solid running game in this offense, but some of the, I guess, hurdles that they have to overcome are not as high as they could be considering you have those 10 returning starters and other talented players joining the fold on offense. I think that's a good point. Um, you know, the question mark on offense is, is who is that running back going to be? Uh, every other position, you kind of know uh, what's going on right now. And whatnot. All right, that's going to be the running back uh, breakdown for us for the preview for spring practice. I think we we went over those guys pretty good. Uh, for Joe Cook, who is the beat reporter of InsideTexas.com, I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been this edition of On Texas Football. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook them.